Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hey, it's Melissa Rivers, and welcome to Group Text. Stay tuned for a new episode. Hey everyone, welcome to Group Text. Well, Sabrina and I are having back one of our favorite guests, Preeti Joshi from Bumble. Yes, woohoo! Oh, I'm so excited to be here. Thank you so much for having me back. So, so much has gone on since the last time we spoke, which was sort of the end of the beginning, sort of the middle of COVID, and we are now a year in which is crazy. Can you believe it? Crazy, guys. It's been a year. It has literally been a year since I got on a plane. Can you believe that? I used to live on planes, but yeah, it's been a year. And, you know, Bumble, just when you think it can't get any bigger, it has gotten bigger. What are you finding? Are we finding people wanting love? Are we finding people who are now starting to meet in person? What Give me the, give us the snapshot of what is happening in your world. Totally. I will give you the skinny and any questions that you have, please ask away. But what we are seeing is there's a couple of different trends at play, right? There's one trend where our daters are really investing in this getting to know you phase. So we're calling it slow dating. It's the new speed in town, but basically our daters are being really thoughtful. They're being really um, intentional about the questions that they're asking their potential matches before they then think about taking that date, you know, to an offline space. And I'm kind of not surprised. Right. But what we're, what we're hearing is that these, these daters are, you know, investing more and they're trying to get to know one another before they say, okay, great, let's meet up in person uh, and maybe go on a socially distanced date with a mask or get to know one another Kind of IRL. Um, the other thing that we're seeing from our daters is a sense of hope and a real sense of optimism, especially as they're entering kind of the 2021 dating season. We are seeing that nearly half of them think this is their year, the year that really? they're going to find love. Yeah, that 2021 is going to be their, you know, their year to find their match. And why they feel confident in that is because they actually have spent a lot of the last year thinking and reflecting on what it is that they're looking for. So they feel confident that they know what they want in a potential match. And because they know that, I think they are, you know, excited about finding those meaningful connections, but they're also very confident that they know kind of how to say yes or how to say no to somebody. Wow. Do you feel like the slow dating is in a way helping to make relationships more successful in the long term? You know, I think time will tell. I think that we have only really experienced like the slow dating phenomenon for 
what, like six to eight months now, right? It kind of took a while for this to really manifest itself, kind of coming out of um, the early days of quarantine. Um, what we are seeing is the way that our daters are talking about the conversations they're having. So they're saying things like, they're noticing a seismic tonal shift in the conversation that they're having with one another. And there's this, you know, air of vulnerability, air of openness. There's this, you know, um, willingness to share, uh, you know, things about themselves and to hear these things about others that, that just didn't exist before. I, mean, I think that obviously a lot of that has to do with people have learned to communicate via Zoom or FaceTime or all these different ways that wasn't before. It's just like we're seeing in the mental health space, people are much more willing to reach out. Have have you, with the slow dating, are people, A, to, I know they're taking their time, but are they also jettisoning people earlier? They, you know, they're having more of the honest conversations up front, right? And I think they are, uh, daters are comfortable saying and having that frank discussion, right? Of, hey, I had one chat with you. It was wonderful, but this maybe isn't the thing that I'm looking for. No harm, no foul, but let's both kind of go and explore other opportunities. Um, we actually released a dating 101 guide uh, recently on our website that gives a lot of tips and tricks on how to really navigate these conversations because if these conversations were awkward when you were in real life, can you only imagine how much like harder it is to have that conversation virtually, right? With, with somebody that you may be connecting with, or maybe not connecting with as, as nicely as you would have wanted. So yeah, it's honestly all about being frank and being very like to the point, right? About how you're feeling. It sounds like it's a different level of transparency and intimacy in terms of you know, engaging, you know, on the, at that deeper level of just saying, well, I really don't like you or, you know, <laughs> thank you for the conversation, but I don't like you. And um, it's time for us to move on. Good luck. Exactly. There's, there's a whole new level. That's I'm sorry, I, can't, I don't like you. <laughs> Click. Just hit camera off. Listen, I'm not going to even ghost you because I like you enough to tell you I don't like you. That's right. I like you enough to tell you I don't like you. That is the phrase. To me, that's the phrase of, of the session. Like, exactly. I mean, we expect all of our users, particularly on Bumble, to be kind to one another, right? Sure. Be, mm -hmm. You know, authentic and honest with one another and have that conversation because all it does, all it really does is it frees both of those people up then to go back out into the world and onto the uh, platform and find the person that does like them, that does want to be with them. And there's no harm in that. Yes. And a little less bitterness, I might add. Exactly. There's probably <laughs> a lot less bitterness because at least you had the honest conversation and you just sure. kind of said, this is how I'm feeling. I am putting it out there. Yeah, Love well, it. we need we need a dating app just for bitter people like me. <laughs> um, so, have you seen have the have have the stats changed in men to women, and have the ages changed? Where where are you seeing the biggest increase? Yeah, you know, we're actually seeing pretty consistent involvement and engagement um, all over the platform. To be totally honest, what we are seeing uh, kind of change in behavior though is in 
video chats and voice calls. And I, I think we chatted about this probably, you know, six months or so ago, but, you know, we had released that feature in like June or July of 2019. So well in advance of the pandemic, but what we saw as soon as kind of all of our daters were, um, you know, going into quarantine and unable to meet in person is we saw an increase in the use of that feature. And so we saw an increase of 70% in the use of that feature. Exactly. Um, Kind of right as the um, state of emergency was declared. And then y'all even better, the average time spent on these calls, on these video chats and voice calls was a 30 minute average. Now, wow. That's, that's a first date, right? Like that's a really good first, maybe second date where, you know, you're getting to know the other person, you are in the comfort of your own home, probably. And here's the kicker, you only have to be top half glam. You don't even have to worry about, you know, putting jeans on, you can wear pajama bottoms and feel totally comfortable. Well, you got to be a little mindful of your background. You know what I'm saying? You know, you got to be mindful. You don't want to date the guy that's got medication all the way across his bureau, and he left yeah, that in the back. Or no, you don't. Oh yes, you do, because you no. can go and you can go and steal it. <laughs> Look at you, see, you and I are two different mind levels. Because I'm like, uh, uh-uh, uh, you can't do nothing for me with all that medication you got going on back I would there. Be like, I would be like, is there anything back there that I'm interested in? <laughs> okay, but see, this this is because this is why you're right your background matters because look if both of you were on a virtual date with the same person you would walk away feeling differently about that person so you're right your background definitely matters because it'll tell you a lot about whether you are excited to continue to get to know this person or you want to walk away yeah but i I don't think i'd want to see all the medication lined up at least have it in a in a in a drawer wouldn't it be funny though organized place? wouldn't it be funny if you were on you were doing a zoom call all of a sudden this person had like their parrot on their shoulder and you're trying to have this conversation with you did you just rewatch i tanya or something Oh my gosh, and the parrot could, you know, um, could mimic exactly what you were saying in the conversation. It would be quite it would be, it would be genius. Yes. What about the age range? What do you what's what is your sweet spot for ages? Yeah, you know, as long as you're above the age of 18, you are welcome on our platform. And what we're seeing on Bumble is that daters of all ages are honestly getting like excited to match with one another and to try and meet one another um, virtually or in person. I think one of the things that, you know, we've rolled out that has helped, I think, a lot of our daters um, across all age bands as they're trying to navigate dating safely is a COVID preferences center where once you've matched with the other person, you can basically understand, you know, hey, are they comfortable with virtual dating only? Are they comfortable with um, socially distanced dating? Or if they're comfortable with socially distanced dating, do they prefer to do that with a mask on or with a mask off? Um, and kind of sharing tidbits like that, right, as, as, as folks are feeling comfortable when they are dating has really helped our daters across, you know, both, you know, all genders and all generations, quite frankly. What I think is really interesting is, and I, you know, a lot of my friends used all these different dating apps to basically hook up, or I knew friends that were going on like four or five dates a night. 
and it really popular people. Yeah, but I'm saying we we've all read those articles where they like had an early date and a late date, and and really sort of not didn't use it necessarily how it was intended. Yeah, and do you think COVID obviously has sort of, and I think it has pushed it back to what the original intention of Bumble was? I think it has definitely enforced, right? Or reinforced the feeling and the sentiment and the kind of energy um, behind dating and meeting people online, right? I think Bumble, as you all know, has always been a community and a platform that's rooted in kindness and equality and accountability in honesty. And that never changed, um, you know, pre-COVID or post-COVID. And it won't change in the future, right? We will always be that space for our daters to feel confident and comfortable and safe trying to build these connections. But, you know, I think at the end of the day, our goal is to make sure we're giving our community access to building healthy and equitable relationships. And if it means that, you know, they need to have four to five conversations to find the person or they need to have 50 conversations to find the person, it's really important to us that we're giving them the space and the access to explore those conversations. And about the mission to empower women, how is that going? Well, I think, you know, the thing that sets Bumble apart from any other platform out there is our, you know, mission of uh, making the first move, right? And empowering women to make the first move in hetero relationships, whether that's across finding love in Bumble Date or, you know, finding friends in Bumble BFF or even finding professional uh, relationships or connections in Bumble Biz. And, you know, I think what is um, exciting about that is that's something that has been a part of our DNA since the day we were founded. And, you know, our founder and CEO, Whitney Wolf Heard, really intentionally wanted that to be the core part of Bumble's DNA. And it is something that has that will always be at the center of our of our DNA. Yeah, you just touched on Bumble Biz and Bumble BFF. How popular are those compared to, I mean, obviously regular Bumble is the 800-pound the, the gorilla, but how are those two doing? And also talk me through both of these because I think, you know, Bumble BFF is, you know, and Bumble Biz, but Bumble BFF is like, hi, I need a new bestie. You know, so... Bumble BFF and Bumble Biz are doing well. Honestly, during this time when, you know, everyone's facing isolationism and uh, loneliness, right? It's not just loneliness on the romantic side. It's loneliness on the platonic side and also um, when it comes to potentially finding a business partner. So, you know, I think our users, I can't call them daters because they're not just daters, but our users kind of um, on the community are exploring all of our modes right now. Um, and you know, what I personally love about BFF is a lot of my girlfriends have used BFF when they've moved to a new city or if they're in a new, you know, maybe life stage. So, you know, if, if, I had just moved to call it Portland, Oregon, and I didn't have any friends there or didn't know, you know, what workout classes to go to or what restaurants to explore. Um, I'm, I'm finding, you know, my girlfriends are using Bumble BFF for that so that they can kind of find a buddy to help them explore a 
you know, a new city or a new part of town or even a new phase of life that they might be entering. See, I think that is such, a great tool. It's a great tool and so needed. Oh, my goodness. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I've heard some really wonderful stories of, you know, our users, for example, who each found one, you know, friend through BFF and then kind of formed a bigger group, right? And and turned that into a really great intramural soccer team, for example. Um, And it's just, you know, it's it's a really nice way to to find to find friends when you're in a new place or in a you know in a new space in life. I think it's great. Um, Do you think that? Okay, how do I back? Okay, I'm just going to come straight. Bumble is going public. And the latest evaluation was just increased to $8 billion. COVID's been very good to Bumble. Okay, let's just say there. this this is a rock star group of women that, I, I mean, amazing. What can but, you say? And how, much, and how much, how, what are your stock options like? <laughs> I have to tell you guys, I am so honored to be a part of the Bumble team and honestly to be a part of um, a team of such inspiring, you know, leaders, right? And, and, and just members who are literally living this mission day in and day out to bring, uh, to bring this potentially to life for us. I mean, look, at the end of the day, it's such an exciting time for Bumble. And we are all so proud of all of the ways that we've, you know, seen this company grow since it first launched back in 2014. Um, That's fast. Fast, really fast. And I think, you know, what's even more exciting about where we are now is that we, you know, regardless of what happens, we are going to continue to remain committed to spreading our mission, to spreading our values, um, to help people create safe and, you know, equitable and healthy relationships and connections. And the world needs that. So, you know, I think we're just excited to be able to continue on that journey. Are you guys going to start moving into being more content creators a wedding special, any TV shows, anything like that? Because it seems a little bit like the next step. You know, I think the world is our oyster is kind of kind of where I'm sitting right now. We have uh, definitely started to put together a lot of um, really exciting and very relevant content, I think, particularly for our daters in our Dating 101 guide that can be found on the Beehive. Um, but basically, all of that content helps our daters think about you know, how do you date during COVID? How do you go on virtual dates? How do you keep it, you know, interesting? And uh, how do you do interesting things for Valentine's Day, for example? Um, But it also kind of covers topics like, you know, digital intimacy and virtual intimacy. And how do you really navigate conversations like that? You know, particularly if you are, you know, on a FaceTime or on a video call or a voice call, how do you, how do you think about navigating that or taking your relationship to the next level? So we are, you know, trying to put a lot of that content out there into the world so that our daters are not dating blindly, right? So that they do have a little bit of, of help and support as they're navigating these crazy times. I see a TV show. <laughs> well, <laughs> if we do that, maybe we'll cast you. Oh, Perfect. <laughs> Perfect. I'd like, to, fun. <laughs> I'd like to host it. Oh, yes. I would love that. <laughs> um, what's the best love story you've heard? 
Oh, the best love story I've heard. Y'all, I heard one very early on in the pandemic that I just think is the epitome of, you know, dating in the pandemic. And this, this couple had just met, um, had just met kind of, you know, virtually, right? They had just matched, they were chatting back and forth and uh, the pandemic hit and the quarantine, everyone was trying to navigate that. And what he did was he basically um, had a, like a, a meal kit and a drink kit from his favorite restaurant delivered to her house. Um, They kind of made the food and the cocktails together. And then because, you know, of course you can't actually meet in person, he came and sat outside of her house. And so they could see one another through the glass window and they had their first date that way. And I just think that that's such a cute and very endearing story of, you know, full of like romance and hope and, and love. And, you know, I'm sure there are countless stories like this, right? Did it work out for them? Did you guys track them? It's just the, it's just the, you know, it's the, it's the cutest foundation, right? For for a story to, for a a connection to like start off on. Right. And, and I just, it's, it's touching even yeah. for someone like me, who's been married for four years, right. And, and dating the same person for seven, like those stories like that just make me make my heart melt. I, that's very sweet. And it shows that men can get it together when they really want to. <laughs> um, how did you meet your husband? Well, I met my husband at uh, business school. So we were in the same, um, we were in the same class and, you know, three months after getting to know one another, just kind of, decided to take the plunge and here we are. So what's really interesting to me and, and some, and one of our producers brought this up to me, um, you really personally do a lot of work empowering women in, um, India and do a lot of interviews there. How is that going? What are you, what are you working on? Yeah. You know, I feel again, so honored and so fortunate to have been, um, a part of launching Bumble in India and taking Bumble to a country where women have always been empowered, have always been strong, have always been fierce, have always been independent, but have not always had the tools that kind of let them express all of those feelings of empowerment that they've had. And so- And very controlled by their families on in the dating and marriage mm-hmm. world. Right. There's some very, very kind of tricky cultural, right? It, it's cultural and it's also generations old, um, you know, kind of beliefs and behaviors that are hard to navigate and also that are um, ingrained in, you mm-hmm. know, in the community and in society. Um, and so, you know, to be able to take a platform like Bumble and the tools that it that it brings, right, to give to women in India, to give them, you know, that tool to then say, yes, like I can make the first move. And I am in the driver's seat when it comes to finding, you know, a man or woman that I'm interested in, you know, dating and potentially marrying um, or finding a friend or finding a business partner. I think that is something that, you know, I am so proud that I got to be a part of. And, you know, our daters in India are are showing that they love it, right? They are, they love the ability to 
make the first move. And they also love to be our, you know, um, male daters who are looking for hetero relationships. They also love to receive the first move, right? Really? It's, they, they appreciate that and they are excited by, um, you know, who that means they could be meeting, right? And so it is, it, it's a really wonderful thing that we've been able to do, I think. And, and I feel honored that we've been able to take something like Bumble and give, you know, women in India the tools that they have, you know, always, um, the, the tools that they need to show the empowered kind of self that they have mm-hmm. always been. Right, because yeah, like you said, it's very tricky culturally. Yeah. It's yeah. so but, but- ingrained in right. you know in tradition mm-hmm. but, exactly. gl- but globally bumble has just done a, an amazing job i mean truly we were you know just kind of reading and going through is it badu that's in europe and in latin america there is, is that like the sister app that's right we have two kind of apps in our family if you will there's the the bumble app that i think you guys are very familiar with and then the badu app that um, is also a global, you know, platform and is a, is a space where all of our daters are, you know, um, encouraged to date honestly and to bring their kind of authentic and true selves to their conversations, to their profile, to the pictures that they're sharing of themselves. Um, so yeah, we, uh, you know, I think we're, lucky, right? And, and where we sit to be able to kind of help facilitate these kind of safe and healthy and equitable relationships across both platforms, across the Bumble platform and the Badoo platform. So what is next? Give us the inside tip besides going public. <laughs> well, what I have to share with you guys is a partnership that we have literally live right now, because I want to make sure that everyone can take advantage of of this really great opportunity. So we were hearing that a lot of our daters were having a tricky time trying to figure out what to do for Valentine's Day. And so we launched a partnership with Airbnb Experiences. And what we are doing is there's a a set of, you know, Bumble certified um, virtual experiences where we are basically uh, offering a discount to our daters, uh, 20% to go on these uh, dates with one another. Uh, And basically you can be wine tasting tasting in Tuscany. You can be in a, you know, a dive bar in Spain, kind of wherever you want to go, but you can do this together, the comfort of your own home and virtually, right? Um, And hopefully our daters um, are excited about that. That's really cool. It's so cool. Yeah. I think it's really neat too. I mean, sometimes I'm like, I tell my husband like, Hey, I know, you know, we're married and all, but maybe we should do this too. For, uh, when, for as, our soon, as, you sa- as soon as you said that, I was like, Hmm, because it's actually um, my anniversary also. So we always try and look for, you know, new things to do. So this Ooh. gave me a great, in, in, great idea and incentive. Well, what are you getting him? Early yeah. What are you getting him? What year is it? Is it? Tw- this is 28 years now. Crazy! Congratulations! Thank you. So special. It really is special. We haven't killed each other. 
So where do you get what are you getting him? I don't know yet. I don't Sabrina, know. Sabrina, it's like TikTok, TikTok. I don't know. I hate you know to what I do? bad news. It's in four days. But you know what? Yeah. With COVID, what I do, which is so special, is I say I love you more often. <laughs> That's true. And you probably see him more often. I do. And, and I actually say it where he really feels like I mean it. Oh. <laughs> Curtis is the best. He is the best. He is. He said to me last night, which I have to share this with you. My husband has such a dry sense of humor. He said, we're going to sleep. He says, I hope that you rest peacefully, but not too peacefully, because I don't want to wake up to you resting in peace. <laughs> and see. <laughs> Oh, but I love him with all my heart. Yes, and he is, and and he is, and they're they're they. You guys have, you guys have worked at it. Yeah, yeah. You guys have really made efforts to keep the relationship alive. Yeah, we've we've been pretty committed, so I'm very proud of that. And she's got he's got just the right amount of fear of Sabrina. It works that both it ways. Ke- it keeps it just. It keeps him <laughs> right in line. Is that is that the secret? Is that the secret that I need to keep in mind? To, you, know? I, you know, I think it's equal. I think you both have to know um, your comfort level, your spaces, and when to kind of back up and allow the other person to really have their own space. You know, because we are still individuals. We're one together. But we are still individuals and you can't solely depend on one person for your happiness. You have to have a state of mind that you bring, you know, into the relationship. You know, it's what you can give each other. It's it's such reciprocity in a relationship. It really is. You make it sound so sweet and nice where she'll be like, I didn't want to see him at all this week. And I told him to keep out of my space. <laughs> or I'll say something like you know, love, uh, distance makes the heart grow fonder. Go to the store and come back. <laughs> oh, that's the best. <laughs> we have a great sense of humor. We have a great time. I love him. I truly do. He Aww, is very funny. special. He's a lucky man. That well, I agree with. Well, thank especially, you so much. Especially when Sabrina sent me a picture of him walking their dog in the rain and she was wearing a full raincoat and pink booties. Oh my gosh, Andy takes care of the pup. That's perfect. See, isn't it? What more could you ask for? What more? <laughs> anyway, Preeti, we love having you on. We will have you back. Happy Valentine's Day. Yes. Congratulations on everything coming up with Bumble. And it's just, we oh. love having you. Thank you so much. Thank y'all. It's always such a pleasure to get to chat to both of you. And I can't wait to chat again soon. Oh. Happy, happy Valentine's Same, Day. same. 